Hello, welcome in. Thank you so much for being here today. This is the podcast, Builder vs. Buyer, and I'm the host, Adam Steiner. Uh, today, I have a very special project, something I'm really, really excited to talk to you about. So, a little bit of a backstory. Um, I, in college, I was still designing homes part-time and had some buddies who were in um, the construction management program, and one of them happened to be my roommate. Um, and we would talk about, hey, how cool would it be if I designed a house that you ended up building someday. Well, flash forward to this fall, we actually did it and the home was completed. Not only that, but it's one of the coolest homes I feel like I've ever had the chance to be a part of. It's just a very, very fun project for me. Um, Not that I dislike many of my projects, but this is like very close to what I would personally build and design if I were going to live somewhere for myself, you know? So um, yeah, just really, really fun project. So um, I went out there to view the home, tour it. Um, The builder actually flew me out um, the end of last month. And then I got to sit down with both the builder and the designer. Um, The builder being Zach Smith of Smith Mountain Builders and the designer being Abby Murray of Murray Design Studios, I think. Um, She says it in here. Um, So yeah, don't want to blab too much, but it was very, very fun conversation to... um, yeah, sit down with them and just talk some about the project and see from their eyes what was going on. Also, I should mention one little thing. Um, the software I put this through, um, we were all talking in a room and using my travel setup. It wasn't the the world's best audio, so put it in some software processing. Well, that software processing ended up garbling a couple of words, so nobody's having a stroke. It's fine. Um, I still felt the audio was better through the processing than without, so left it that way. Um, hope you enjoy Without further ado, let's get to it. All right, so I'm extremely excited about this project. Um, I'm here with Zach and Abby. Um, and Zach and I go way back. We roomed together in college. Um, we actually talked about doing a house like this. Zach was in building construction management. I was designing homes for my dad's company at the time. So we actually literally talked about how cool it would be if we built a house, Zach built a house that I designed. And flash forward, what, 15 years? How many years since college? Yeah. In Colorado. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, and now we're here. The house is almost complete. We're one week away from it. Um, and yeah, it's just been surreal to be here and walk through. Um, now, I have Zach and Abby here to um, just break down the project. Why Why we did what we did, what was fun, what sucked. Um and go from there. So Zach, I wanted to start with you. Um, definitely a higher end spec custom home, you know, model home for you. What led you to the decision to bring on Abby, um, an interior designer versus, I know a lot of builders like just find a friend <laughs> that, you know, has a pretty dining room <laughs> and then put some stuff yeah. together. Like what was the decision making process for you in that? Yeah. Uh, it was, it was two things. Um, one, just selfishly, I don't want to be trying to pick out light fixtures and plumbing fixtures and paint colors and all that kind of stuff. I want to be able to focus on what I'm good at, which is building and managing a building process. Um, so to have somebody else be able to really handle all of that was very, very important to me for for my time and just efficiency. Um, and then the other piece was um, a lot of the 
other houses that are spec houses um, that are being done in, in this area. Um, they might have someone kind of like you said, like a friend or somebody who kind of helped pick out some of the decorations, but they really aren't probably getting an interior designer on board. Um, and I felt like that was really important. I wanted to kind of take it up a notch from what everybody else is doing and, and build a little bit nicer house and a better product. And um, not just from a decoration standpoint or colors and, and those sort of things, but also just functionality of the house. How does it flow? How does it live in? What are the spaces? Um, and so when I found out about Abby through, through some, uh, some friends and some other people who recommended her and started discussion with her and what she does, um, you know, it was, it was truly a full interior design package. It was, yes, all the, uh, what's, what kind of flooring are we going to use? What's the wall color going to be? What type of appliances do we want to put in? What kind of hardware on the cabinets, the cabinets, all that. All of that was included, yes, but she also went through early on and looked at, you know, room sizes and flow and closet spaces and um, laid out all the cabinetry and how that's exactly going to be detailed and everything, elevations, um, and then just all the things that were super helpful, like um, where exactly a light fixture is going to go in the wall, like above uh, a vanity yeah. you know dimension so i can just hand that to the electrician and say here's where you put everything you don't need to come ask me you don't need me to yeah. walk through the house with you here's the drawings go there are um insane super helpful those questions on a site yeah yeah so abby hi hi how thanks for having me <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here when you first saw the plans your thoughts were i can't wait to get my hands on this blank slate I love a blank slate and an enthusiastic client and someone who, and Zach from the beginning said there's a lot of trust um, and, you know, whatever you think and we'll we'll take your advice on this. And I got to kind of roll with it. it really yeah. Fun. Really fun. I remember um, some of the first drafts even had like you had done CAD drawings mm -hmm. um, and even like relayed out some spaces and things. Were you nervous to send those over? No, no. I mean, you, just, you, don't, you don't get what you don't ask for. So yeah. you, the worst thing you can say is, no, it's it's already done. It's set in stone. It's already framed. We can't do that. And they say, okay, well, yeah, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was, it was cool. We've actually talked last night about if we do this again, let's do that process earlier mm -hmm. <laughs> before the house has even started. Because I think, I think there was a lot of little things that were in your head that if we had just captured a couple minutes earlier the framing could have been in the perfect spot you know yeah. um i'm trying to think of specific examples but mm -hmm. uh, pocket door you know up next to a mechanical chase or turning it into a pocket door instead of an opening and, and making sure the framing was wide enough for that just little things that yeah get caught in the detail process or even like how the exterior windows translate to, to the, the kitchen countertop yeah. Yeah. yeah um abby in your words i know exactly kind of went through it, but like, why, why would you recommend someone get an interior designer? Oh gosh. Um, the feedback that I get from contractors is specific to the package that I provide. That's so both construction documents. Zach talked about the, the plans and elevations and reflected ceiling plans that show exactly where the outlets go, exactly where 
the fireplace gets framed um, and and how smooth that helps the team go through con- the construction process without hiccups and wait times and calling for answers and then or just the construction team ends up making it up and then it messes up you know a trickle down effect that it does now the cabinets don't fit or something yeah um so i put the the drawings together and then a full specification package um so we know exactly which light fixture goes where exactly which plumbing fixture goes where so that we know where the to drill the countertop hole for the faucet we know where the sconce goes on the wall so that the mirror will fit um it's just thinking through the entire building process from a construction standpoint um it's not just the end product it's like this is what the team needs and a roadmap to build the whole thing start to finish yeah so that's why i would hire me i make it easy for everybody else that's the goal and i mean that's feedback where zach like what was it you were mentioning yesterday about the the outlets um there was something where you're like they were in the perfect spot all six of them were, it was the, the built-ins for the mudroom. Yeah. Um, so we did this uh, really cool built-in locker set with white oak cabinetry and stuff, like kind of things you don't want to screw up. Mm-hmm. Not a job. Yeah. Um, and now with all of our devices and kids having devices and stuff, we need the outlets in each one of them so they can charge their Chromebooks or whatever. Skiboots. Tablets. Skiboot dryers, glove warmers. Um and that's such an easy thing to screw up. Um, put that outlet in the wrong spot. Or forget then, to put it there. Yeah. And then you're wishing, oh, really wish I had an outlet here. Yeah. So Abby supplemented the architectural drawings with um, detailed elevations showing exactly where those outlets went. Yeah. All ended up being like so seamless. Yeah. It's really like thinking about the, the end at the beginning, right? Like I think people just get going and they wait until the end of the project when it's time to put up a sconce or a mirror even or toilet accessories things that just don't seem very important early out in the project and then at the end you're kind of scrambling trying to find something that's gonna fit in the space whereas you know abby was thinking about that from the beginning and picking things out and also you know maybe maybe that mirror changes what kind of vanity even maybe even mm-hmm. gives feedback into other parts of the room and so instead of just trying to find a mirror at the end to shove in it's like picking all those little details out in the beginning to get it all coordinated from the start so that yeah you don't get to the end and then realize oh wait this isn't going to work we're going to have to you know reframe this wall now or something put yeah a wire in and have to come back and do drywall because yeah, you exactly. wire yeah yeah yeah, the um, the floating shelves that were dual wire cover outlets and LEDs. That was sweet. Um, you have to think about that before the cabinets go in, before the drywall yeah. goes in. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite part of the house? Oh gosh, um, I really liked just all the finishes together. I think uh, were really complementary of each other. Really classic and warm. Yeah. Um, and that. I've seen a lot of cold spec houses and and for Zach to say, hey, you know, do whatever you want. I was like, I'm going to make a really warm, nice spec house. It doesn't feel like a spec house um, because of the finishes that we chose um, just on the warmer side and, and adding a little bit more detail, like a full tiled wall instead of stopping it right at the shower. Um, being able to just add a little bit extra touch was really fun. Kids to have a favorite. I guess the, the ginormous kitchen and pantry is really fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of the tile, though, I was 
floored when I walked in that driver's suite and saw. So there's a pretty big shower. It's six by six. It's massive. Maybe? It yeah. might be At bigger. Least, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's big. So that whole shower, 10 foot ceiling is tiled mm-hmm. and then goes all the way back to the vanity wall, which is another 10 feet. There's probably Maybe like more. <laughs> 10 or more feet of uh, tile tile <laughs> in the wall. It's just really stunning when you walk in. Yeah. I mean, that that bathroom had to have a wow factor. I mean, if you're, if you're talking about a spec house, you're talking about selling the house too. There had yeah. to be some wow moments along the way. So um, the, the having that moment right there and then composing the vanity wall the way we did really symmetrically and with dramatically sized mirrors and sconces, you know, that's going to be, that's, those are, those are factors that'll sell the house. So yeah, that was the goal. I'll put, I, we're getting professional pictures. So I'll put those all up on, my Instagram. Um, so as I'm sure Abby will, I've convinced Zach to get Instagram. So if you're following along, follow us there. Um, let's see here. What, um, what was your favorite part of the house? Zach? Um, I, yeah, I think the kitchen and the, the Butler's pantry is probably my favorite. The mm-hmm. cabinetry that we have in there is stunning with, you know, we got the countertop going up, up the wall, uh, whatever it was, 18 inches, I think. And then it goes to um, uh, subway tile above that. And it's just, it's just stunning with the, with the cabinetry we got in. We got like a two-tone white oak lowers and then white cabinetry above. And um, and then just the the layout of it, it's, it's, it's beautiful, but it's also very functional, very like easy kitchen to cook in. Like you're not having to run from one side to the other to like get to yeah. the fridge, get to the sink, whatever. It's all very well located so you can cook easy and then just that butler's pantry is super cool that we've got a whole you know space for caterers or or whatever that it's like a a second fridge dishwasher sink and you have that access right off the garage into that back of the pantry as well so you can just flow through that whole space you know whether you're bringing groceries in or or again if you wanted to have a catered meal a caterer could come in the back and be kind of in the back of house down the kitchen um it's it's just a it's a pretty stunning space yeah yeah i really liked i noticed so the kitchen countertop mm-hmm. that goes up the wall 18 inches mm-hmm. everywhere you transitioned it with um some sort of shelf mm-hmm. which i thought was genius because that the countertop is thicker than the tile that's right um uh, so it'd be this just like this weird little lip mm-hmm. we didn't so um behind the range you did just what a four inch quartz shelf yep. for like spices and things stone pepper shaker yeah. you could you could um set a picture on it um cookbook you know something yeah. like that even like i like bringing life into spaces too so you could have like your herbs up there yeah um just just a little perch for necessities yeah and then on the side walls you transition with the, like a floating shelf like we talked about a minute mm-hmm. the power and led in it um Zach, this is your first build as your own company. Mm-hmm. Um, was that scary, exciting? I mean, you've managed homes before, homes like this. Mm-hmm. Was it different as the owner of the company versus the manager? Um, yes and no. Uh, I mean, it was definitely scary to always you know, take the plunge and start your own company and not have that consistent paycheck, right? Yeah. You know, like, but, but once you do it, if, if you can... Uh, in my case, you know, I had projects already lined up, so that was pretty key. I think it'd be hard to do it if you didn't, but, um, but, uh, no, I, I think it was, it was more fun to have that sense of ownership and it made it, 
you know, just raise that level of excitement for me and just feeling like this is something where I really get to create and have a sense of ownership and, um, you know, and it makes it, uh, the relationship with the subcontractors gets to be a little different when you're the owner of a company and you just yeah. are able to exert a little more influence and, and really get things exactly the way you want it. So I loved it. Yeah. Right. Um, what was, so it, it sold before it closed, which is always awesome with the spec. Right. Yeah. Um, what was client communication like? Yeah. Um, did that ramp things up? You know, uh, as far as like the people buying the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they've been great. Uh, they're just super, super nice people. Um, and, uh, I think they were just in love with the house from the get go. Um, they, they loved the, the lot, the views, the exterior architecture, the interior, obviously design finishes and everything. They were just in love with it. Um, and, you know, really didn't want to come in and try to, to change the design on us. And I think that really, again, speaks to, um, you know, taking the whole house, both exterior and certainly interior, bringing Abby into the next level beyond what other people are doing in a spec house that we really put that extra thought of how do you live in this house? How do you function in this house? You know, what, what's going to make it comfortable, you know, making, bringing in those warmer tones. We have a lot of feedback that people that toured the house, they loved the, the, the colors and the finishes. And, and, you know, it was like a, it, it appeals to everybody. Everybody likes it, you know? Yeah. And so I think they were so impressed by all that, that they just, you know, really were kind of hands off and like, we're not going to try awesome. to, we're not going to try to change anything because it's just beautiful the way it is. Yeah. yeah it was great. So Abby, you didn't have to, you didn't uh, have any meetings with the client? I've actually never uh, met them yet. I hope to soon or someday. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just hearing from Zach that this the house was sold and that they had nothing but positive feedback. And it's, you know, that's what we do, why we do what we do. So Yeah, it's not every time. But it's every not time. every time that happens. Yeah. Um, what's it, what are the differences between like a custom home for a client versus a spec or model home for a builder. Like how does your process differ? Um, I think the budget differs if I'm being frank. Um, you know, you're just trying to be conscious of making a profit. I mean, it, it, it's the whole purpose of doing this as our livelihood for our jobs. Um, and so we're trying to make budget conscious choices. Um, whereas in a personal custom home that you might splurge here and there on a crazy chandelier that the client just falls in love with or um maybe they'll they'll really uh make the the primary bath off the charts and then go down on the other two like way like budget wise way down um I think the clientele um, for a custom home has a lot more opinions than, <laughs> than an owner builder. Um, Zach came in with a lot of confidence in me, which was uh, easy. You know, I just yeah. like to say this was so easy because um, he just came, kept saying, yep, looks great. Yeah, looks great. I'm like, are you sure? Like, you don't want to change it? <laughs> uh, which is what I'm used to uh, with, yeah. with custom home builds, though. Um, but that's the biggest difference, I think, budget and just the the ease of approvals. So. Um. How many, like how many meetings do you typically have with clients? Oh gosh, all over the board. Uh, it could be, it, and it depends on the scope of the project. Sometimes I'll do just furniture. And okay. then, um, I mean, Zach and I probably talked once or twice a week for the last six months. So it's quite a bit, quite a bit. I would say it's actually more in this case um, than a custom home built. Well, I would normally talk with the contractor 
um, once or twice a week, like during construction on a, on a custom home, but um, much more, I would say in this case, just because we just had a really great working relationship and it was easy to call for quick answers. Yeah. Abby was very accessible, which was great. Just for like quick questions, like, mm -hmm. you know, just need two minutes. What do you think about this? Yes, no. Mm -hmm. And it was super helpful. Um, that specifications doc you were talking about earlier, what actually shows up on site? Is it like a three ring binder that you put somewhere? I email a PDF and then okay. I hope it shows up on site in a print form. Stay um, <laughs> 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 with the drawings in somebody's office, please. We never printed it out. We have iPads on site that yeah. us would keep keep up to date. So. Yeah. Um, we don't print much these days. I, I mean, it's it was what thirty five pages, maybe yeah. more mm -hmm. of. Plumbing fixtures, cabinet finishes, paint colors, tile, you name it. If it goes on the inside, there should be, <laughs> there should be a specification for it, in my opinion. Yeah. So, style of outlets. I mean, we did everything. Yeah. Style of base, door hardware, door hinges. We even got down to your so. Yeah, I, there's. There's so much more than you think. <laughs> I talk to a lot of clients and I design for people that general their own, own homes all the way up to builders and stuff and it's insane to me the people the amount of people that are willing to build themselves i'm like so i grew up son of a home builder it's all i've been around my whole life and I, it kind of terrifies me so i tell people like if it if it scares me it should scare you um because of just you, you can't grasp the amount of decisions you need to make on a project that's right um like door hinges and the average owner doesn't care about door hinges. Zach and I had at least a 10-minute call about door hinges. I mean, we they are conscious decisions, and they yeah. do make a difference. So, What was the call about? The hinges? Yeah. Oh, Was there a sticking point? No, it's more so how the if the, if the hinge was going to work with the size door we had and whether we should go with the squared-off hinges or just stick with the stock hinges. We ended up making the call based more on the size of the door, but on the next one, I think we're going to make sure the door is a little thicker to accommodate the more luxury looking squared hinges. Yeah. Give and take. I compromised. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, um, you know, and it, I think it's great too. Like once you start to, you know, figure each other out and figure out like what, you know, the decisions are, it, I don't want to say rinse and repeat, but I, I think, you know, we're already working on another house, all three of us together that yeah. um, did the architecture and Abby's working on the interior design. And, you know, I think we kind of all know what this house is going to have and look like and finishes will be different, but, but I don't think we'll have to have as many conversations now. And that's the nice thing about continuing to work with the same team. Right. Yeah. There's some things that I, I fight for. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, oh, I'm not going to fight for that. Or I'm going to fight for this one. Um, I fought for the mantle around the fireplace pretty hard. <laughs> Zach's nodding. That was probably the one real thing I feel like I um, was skeptical of uh -huh. in your design. Everything else was great, but that was like one thing where, I don't know, I just had a different vision for a mantle and um, was being difficult about it and disagreeing with, with Abby's vision for it. I kept saying, uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I ended up doing what, Abby uh, had designed and it's fantastic. So like all right, in the future, I'm just gonna trust Abby with everything and just let her roll. 
we have that on we have that on tape. Does record? Remember Yeah, and then for those of you listening, what what we ended up doing, Gabby ended up specking on the fireplace was a micro cement, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of looks like a plaster feel. It's it's really cool, and it's yeah. the same material that's on the range hood. Yes. Um, Which you can, you can see both yeah. at the same time, yeah, it ties um, in that material. And the, uh, the the natural stone that we use in the exterior is wrapping the fireplace like around this mantle. Um, yeah, it turned out really sharp. It's really cool. It needed something, and I, like I said, I was I was gonna fight for that one. So. How do you know you, Abby? How do you know what line? Because I go through this a lot too. Of like, wh- how much rope do I give my clients, mm-hmm. like, to make what I decisions that I disagree with. Right. You know, I have a really clear answer for that. Actually is you hired me for a reason. And if I feel really strongly about something, I'm going to keep telling you, I feel strongly about that. Yeah. Um, and even if, you know, you do it a different way and it ends up being fine. It's like in the back of my head, like, Oh, would it look better? <laughs> um, but I, I still go back to, this is what I do. This is why you hired me. Um, I, I, no, I know confidently that it's going to look great and you can either do it or not. I mean, you're the client at the end of the day, but this is my opinion. So. Yeah. For me, it's more clientless, like bump out a room or something. I'm like, mm-hmm. you just have to trust me. It's going to do something really weird to the roof. Yeah. You know, or like, I, I can't really explain it to you that like using my hands and in this moment, but just please trust me. Yep. It's not the right call. I, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to avoid, I'm going to make sure they avoid a blunder. If it's something I disagree with, that's fine. Um, but if it's if it's actually going to ruin the house, like, I need to say, yeah, I need to say it, something. But that's why they hired you, is, yeah, is to bring right. up those moments. Because if you didn't, and they ended up doing it anyway, and it ended up messing up the roof line, they would have been like, why'd you let us do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes back to you anyway. I don't know if you get this one. I get this one all the time, where I will draw version A, and then client request a couple changes. So I draw version B. But you saved version A. <laughs> yeah. And then they go, Adam, which one do you like better? And I'm like, every time, I've never said this to a client, but every time I want to be like, I liked version A. That's why I drew it that way in the first place. Yeah. But I know you like version B and that's fine. Um, do you get people that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get a lot of requests for more options and that's great. Yeah. Um, I, I go by the rule that I don't ever show them anything I don't want them to pick. So even yeah. ever, I mean, it yeah. goes for a pillow, it goes for a rug, it goes for a floor plan. So if there's a compromise, I'll point out what's being compromised, but you know, it's, it's their home at the end of the day, so they can choose. Yeah. So I've, I learned that, that, uh, early on, there were some times where you gave an option or something and I would, I would say, um, do you think that's okay or, or something like that? Oh, yeah. And you would respond with, mm-hmm. I wouldn't show it to you if I didn't think it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I, so after like three times of that happening, I was like, okay, I got it. I'm yeah. not going to If you ask my opinion, I'll tell you which one I like more. But if you want options and you want to decide, that's great too. Yeah. Um, any tips for people selecting, like going through the selection process, what, what to prioritize um let's do like exteriors um if you were to do exteriors on you know a home for somebody Mm -hmm. um how do you walk them through that process 
What do you mean more specifically? Like um, finishes or windows? Yeah, or, finishes. Yeah, finishes I feel like aren't that big of a deal on the exterior other yeah. than like making sure you have the correct flashing or, you know, if a stone is extra thick or something, um, you accommodate that. But um, Do you find people know like the colors and tones that they really want on the exteriors more so? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I do more consultation um, toward the end of a project rather than being involved from the beginning. It's usually okay. the architect that has the stone called out and then I'll come in to select the stone gotcha. um, or the color of the wood siding or something. And yeah. um, it's just kind of making sure it all works together. And and by then I kind of know their vision of what they're trying to achieve if they want something really modern or really, you know, kind of transitional or mountain contemporary. And then I can help steer the color pattern or yeah. palette and, in that direction. Like I'm, you're drawing a lot of, I noticed you're drawing a lot of this stuff from the exterior inside. Uh, feels like the beams are the same color as the siding. Mm -hmm. We're pretty close. Mm -hmm. And that stone on the exterior mm -hmm. used for the fireplace. Like, so Zach picked the stone, right? Yeah. Um, we kind of did together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I confirmed it, yeah. Yep. So, like, if there was a stone that you didn't like, would you not spec that on the Absolutely fireplace? Absolutely not, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I'd also speak up from the beginning and be yeah. like, this one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I do like tying in the architecture, especially the colors and the finishes. Um, and stone's such a natural material for a fireplace. Yeah. So it was a natural sense. place to bring it in, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like it really meshes well. Like the exterior siding feels like the flooring. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not the same material, but it yes, flows nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that probably makes even more sense. I would think, like here in Colorado, where our outdoor space is super important, and yeah, you know, people are flowing inside to out mm -hmm. all day, and so really having the two tied together makes probably mm -hmm. more sense than. Somewhere where people aren't outside as much. Yeah. Uh, Zach, if you were to do, I mean, we are doing another spec, but like are there things you would do differently second time around or third time around? Um, as far as the process or? Yeah. Um, definitely bring in Abby earlier, which we are. Um, yeah. Uh, we haven't started construction on the second one yet. We will soon, but um, Abby's already involved. Uh, whereas I think in the last one, you came in at, like I think you were starting to pray. I've yeah, yeah, and it was just in time. You know, any later, and I think it would have been very difficult. But um, but just bringing that in earlier will definitely help the process a lot. Um, uh, you know, we're really using the same team, uh, Adam, Abby, and even the structural engineers. Where yeah, everybody knows each other and kind of knows knows things. So I think that's going to make the process go a lot smoother. Um, and just like the lessons learned too that we've we've collected from this first house of um, like master closet, we learned we really want that to be larger. That people are really wanting some big master closets, or yeah. um, you know, or just other things that we've kind of learned along the way. Uh, making sure we implement those in the design earlier, so it's just smoother and less less things we have to figure out once we start building. Yeah. Awesome. Do either of you have any questions for me? Put me on the spot. Abby just made a put me on the spot face. For those of you listening at home. Um, I'm worried. Do you work in ArchiCAD or Revit? I. And how do you feel like the 3D process? That's freelancing. So. Um, end result. I worked alongside a friend of ours, uh, Jeff Glancer, who is uh, going to be out here and wasn't able to. 
Um, and so he was a registered architect on the project. He did the construction documents in Revit. I actually designed you know, like the original schematic and worked with Jeff some on it, but um, I designed it in AutoCAD and in SketchUp. Um, so it was a little clunky transitioning between like those three softwares. I think if I were to do it again, I would start from scratch in Revit. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I'm working on Revit. Like I spent my whole career in AutoCAD, so it's hard mm -hmm. for me to just like pull the plug and switch. Yeah. Um, I'm working on doing some more Revit stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's frustrating it's because I know it's that powerful. Yeah, it is. Um, there's so much you can do with it. Do you work in Revit? I have, but just for the purposes of what I do now, that was when I was um, working at actual architecture firms doing yeah. interiors, and and it worked well to integrate that way. But for what I do now, CAD and the 2D process is, is working fine for us. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really what's held me back in like transitioning. I know exactly how to do this in CAD, mm -hmm. and I don't really know how to do it in Trevit. And it's frustrating me. It's taking me two hours, something that would be six clicks in CAD. Uh, but yeah, it is an extremely powerful program, especially when you get into rendering and stuff. The renderings are right there for you, you know, the model's built. Um, so I don't know. An architect told me, he's like, you're too young to not know Revit. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now with structural engineer too, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. Structural engineer uses Revit. And so that was. Yeah, it's so because Jeff built the model around it. It was so seamless, just hand that over to them and they put the beams where we put the walls, you know, um, columns, everything. So they'd have to rebuild it and and that's that's always shaky too. Like you want the people actually doing the architectural drawings to be building the model, mm -hmm. not some stuffs in the places that you want it. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah. 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 Sweet. This is a really fun project. I'm glad I got to team up with you guys on it. I'm glad I got to meet Abby. Yeah, we've emailed like yeah. 16 times mm -hmm. maybe. Um, but yeah, sitting here face to face, so it's gonna be great. Um, Abby, where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, so my website has a client and tick form, MurrayDesign.co, M-U-R-R-A-Y Design.co. Um, and we're always looking for new projects. So, um, and always looking to meet new vendors and clients and um, just trade partners. So, love to hear from anybody who's interested in working with us. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And Zach, I made Zach get an Instagram. Zach, where could people find you? Uh, yeah, I guess I have an Instagram account now. I don't. I don't know how to use it. <laughs> You've been tagged a couple times. I don't but she ran on account. People how to access it. It's called Smith Mountain Builders. Yeah. So at Search Smith Mountain Mountains. Builders. <laughs> no good room. Yeah. Smith Mountain Builders. Uh, we do have a website, smithmountainbuilders.com. It's, uh, it's a work in progress. I got to get that going with, uh, especially with once we get these pictures and such. But, um, but yeah, that, that has all my contact info on it. Yeah. I'll, I'll put this in the show notes, but I don't think we mentioned. So the home is in Carbondale, Colorado. Um, where you both work here in the valley, mm -hmm. as they call it, which is basically from Aspen to Glenwood. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yep. I'm getting nods. That's good. Yep. Um, so yeah, if you're out this way and you need a builder, designer, get them up. Yep. Love to talk. Sweet. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. My first podcast. I know. Yeah, I'm going to do too. so many more. I'm so excited. <laughs>